welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. That's why part of our mission is to get discussions, conversations, and debates about mental health going. From psychiatrists to educators, entrepreneurs and community members, we bring you the stories and experiences of health advocates from around the world. And that's what we're going to do today. If you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content, please like it, leave a comment, or connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community. So hi, Zaina. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Mind Tales Collective. I am convinced that your work is the perfect example of the power of art forms to bridge gaps across cultures um, and also to be a method of positive change for unheard and suppressed voices in our communities. Um, over the past years, you've used your expertise in filmmaking, drama therapy, playwriting, and so much more to do this. And you also founded Catharsis, which is Lebanon's first uh, foundation dedicated to drama therapy. So I want to hear a bit more about you. How, how would you describe your journey into, art, into drama therapy? Where did this interest come from? Who were your role models? How did this idea start? Okay, so uh, my name is Zena Dakash. I'm Lebanese, and uh, I studied first when I went to university. My BA uh, uh, is in acting and directing for theater. So this is really all I want to do. I always said, "Oh, theater uh, is healing by itself. Theater is a is a mean of communication. It can convey messages, you know, and you work on yourself as an actor." And once you direct these plays, you'd be conveying more messages of perhaps playwrights, non-playwrights and things. Right. Uh, it didn't right. take me long. Like right after the first year, I was like, no, no, no. Theater per se is not enough. This is not really what I just want to do. And I said, I hope one day I can be mixing between psychology and theater because theater definitely has a lot of healing mm. uh, ways mm. towards us, whether you're an actor or whatever, you know, art by itself. But it, it lacked something. I said, ah, the, 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 would I ever find someone who mixed both psychology and theater in order to use it with the general population, right. like not just with artists? And uh, here started a long, long research. I'm telling you, I'm talking, uh, it was 2000, 2001. Wow. And wow. gladly enough, I found something called drama therapy just by Googling it. In 2005, I could find the drama therapy. And it existed as a master's degree in the States, in the UK, in uh, Greece, and, you know, in a few other in the Netherlands. And I said, oh my God, that's all I ever want to do. And in order to become a drama therapist, actually, you need a BA in theater or in psychology and your yeah. master's degree yeah. should be on the other balance. So I did a BA in uh, theater, acting and directing, and then I studied the MA, the master's degree was in clinical psychology. Then I traveled to the States and I studied drama therapy. And that's all I, all I ever wanted to do, you know, and who inspired me definitely drama therapists in the States who were my mentors and things. And 
slowly, slowly, I started using the drama therapy thing to the marginalized populations because drama therapy, you know, can be useful for you, for me, for anyone in the general yeah. population. You can target more disadvantaged populations. And there you go. Now, I found it. Catharsis Lebanese Center for Drama Therapy in 2007. Right. And since wow. then, we work inside prisons, you know, with the prisoners, with the inmates inside Lebanon, inside prisons. We work with Syrian refugees, Palestinian refugees, uh, women who suffer from domestic violence, you know, any kind of disadvantaged population. And then mm -hmm. parallel, you have the individual therapy who is there for everyone. We do group therapy for, you know, people who just like to work on yeah. themselves to themselves from certain so it's really wide you can do this and you can do this with it in parallel with the disadvantaged populations i said yeah. oh my god the messages are so strong that these need to be conveyed way further so yeah. after the drama therapy sessions let's say i'm in prison it's been 15 months with the same group i'd ask them would you like to produce a play that can convey your messages to the wider audience and you know some would say yes some would say no i'm not ready which is totally fine but whoever would say yes we would prepare a show a, sh a real show you know like the shows we've done a theater yeah. play people yeah. would come from outside the prison watch these plays for a whole like two months you know yeah. we'd be performing yeah. every day and these plays changed laws so what started as therapy yeah. turned into theater and the theater plays changed laws so we lobbied for laws for a draft laws to change things on a political level here yeah and things started yeah. happening you know and the films came in parallel so i was shooting at times the processes happening inside prisons at the end of the project i'd go and i would do an editing for a whole year of like 200 hours of footage wow and the films the films do travel much wider than the show itself because right. you know it would travel to film festivals it would go yeah. to schools educational uses in the states in europe and you know you'd be it's an eye opener that goes way 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 beyond uh, uh, the therapy exactly person. exactly wow um and the way that i understand it how these laws changed was that you actually had really important, I mean, different stakeholders present at those plays that you directed, watching the shows can, and listening to the messages that you were conveying. Mm -hmm. How did you convey the importance of the messages to bring these audiences to listen to what you have to say? So it was, it was 2009 when, when we first decided to do a, a play inside prison, right? And uh, Definitely, it wasn't something very acceptable by the whole decision makers, the ministers, you know, the political uh, yeah. figures. They were like, what? Prisoners uh, would go on stage and state their thing. No, 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 no. Keep them there. Don't let them become actors. And I said, they are not becoming actors in the end. It's just for yeah. two months. But because these guys have a lot to be said, have a lot, uh, you know, in their... Uh, in their guts that they can yeah. teach us, you know, they can be role models to our youth in order not to to go there, you yeah. know, because these persons learned it the hard way. So let's learn something from them. Let them be an eye opener for us guys. Right. And it took it took some time, huh? a whole year, and they have something like that by refusals and no, and I, you can't do the shows in the cash and things like that. And finally, we got acceptance. 
and all the decision makers were invited to come among yeah. the wide audience. Like you'd have the media, you'd have teachers, you'd have anyone, a taxi driver coming to watch, my mother, you know, everyone. Yeah. And there were the ministers and the members of parliament who came and watched these guys. Yeah. And you'd see them and they were like, oh my God, yes, there is potential in rehabilitating these people mm -hmm. to make them better persons. These guys are not just criminals. Yes, they are criminals. They did their crimes, but they deserve a chance of rehab to become better persons. So we put yeah. them out one day in the society as better person, not as, you know, recurring and recurring and recurring criminals who would come right. back to prison. Right. And definitely when they heard the, the if you want, the, the demands of these people, for example, in Lebanon, we never had a reduction of sentence before 2009. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in, 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 in a lot of countries, you have people who deserve a reduction of sentence for good behavior. Right. So instead of 10 years of sentence, let's say this guy has really uh, gone through many programs, he worked on himself, he'd get seven years, six years, depending, yeah. each one has his part. In Lebanon starting, the first project we did, we finally have a reduction of sentences for good behavior, which gives a motivation to this uh, inmate, you know, of to be course. a better person and benefit from something. Of course. It's so fascinating just to see how your work is impacting lives, not only on an individual basis, but also community basis and also yeah. a political within the political arena in Lebanon. That's incredible. And 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 talking about so you you spoke about bridging communities together yeah. so the biggest bridge is you created this bridge between this enclosed uh, you know forgotten space that we call prison with the whole society that's outside right right and that can often be quite a stigmatized population as well so you're humanizing um, a lot of those experiences which is so important yeah 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 um, and so could you tell us more about what makes drama as an art form so dynamic that it can benefit individuals psychologically, that it can be healing? Um, the name of your center, Catharsis, as well, is just one benefit of, of drama therapy. It it's allows for expression. So if, if, you, if you go into all the alternative therapies, so what we call alternative therapies would be like, drama therapy, dance therapy, music therapy, art therapy, uh, and you name it. So there, there has been a lot of alternative therapies that use art, whether it's theater, yeah. uh, drawing, you know, painting, uh, dancing, music. So it can help the person express, communicate better, do a plan for the future and things. Why did we exist? I mean, drama therapy exists worldwide since 78, not before, you know, yeah. like definitely there were trials, but to name it officially drama therapy, yeah. it's so recent. It's not something really old, you know, yeah. 1978, it's been officially accredited in the States, at least that's what right. I mean. Um, because there's a lot of people who would go to talkative therapy, you know, you'd go to a psychologist, so how do you feel? And they would, you know, people would shut up. I yeah. mean, if they had the means to, to express, they would have said it, you know, they would have, yeah. it would have been easier for them. But today, for example, when you go to a teenager who has never expressed, or I don't know, he has uh, difficulty communicating, you cannot take him to a usual talkative therapy and tell him, so how do you feel today? Right. He doesn't know. 
However, by offering the tools of role play, um, puppets, yeah. storytelling, um, you know, um, all the techniques of theater, role reversal, so why, why don't you play my role and I'll play your role now. Um, by using art therapy, like you, you draw your environment, your social atom, your family, yeah. um, by expressing yourself through a metaphor. Okay, so if Raisa, you cannot tell me how you feel, can you describe yourself as an object? Yeah. If you were an object now, what would you be? And, you know, the creativity yeah. comes in and you'd say, oh, I don't know, I feel I'm like a window. Really? Yeah. Why a window? And so the alternative therapies come mainly to people who didn't learn how to express themselves. Yeah. You know, teenagers, I don't know, a woman, when you say a woman who's been beaten up all her life, yeah. she, she, she learned to shut down also. You wouldn't tell how you feel, what would she tell you? I suck? No, you know. Yeah. But if you help her with other tools, she would really express better and better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So would you say that that your work with inmates in prison as well, just directing those plays while they've been acting and sharing their stories through acting, do you think that this has had that same healing effect on them as well? Definitely. I mean, this is why if you see it also the whole documentary, 12 Angry Lebanese, it shows you the whole process how we entered there, how, you know, they were like reluctant. What do you mean by therapy and theater and drama therapy? And what will we say? And then you see them expressing and then you see them doing the exercises and then you yeah. see the whole group dynamic changing, their self-confidence, their plan for the future, the consideration of the past, yeah. going back to roles they played in their life. So do you want to go back to this role? And he'd be like, uh-uh, I've done this role. I've been there, done that. And it just led me to... So, you know, you go visit your life as if you've been playing many roles. Right. Like you now, Raisa, you're playing the, I don't know, you know, the this yeah. activist, I don't know, who's doing whatever for mental health now for the Gulf region and things. Right. But I'm sure you have other roles too. And there are yeah. roles that that are constructive for you and there are roles that are not anymore constructive for you. So you go right. and you visit each role and you do a plan for these roles and perhaps you need to create new roles. And this is the main work we do with everyone, especially in prisons, because these people will be out one day and they have to know how to reintegrate, how to reintegrate with which role and what benefited him and what didn't benefit him. Yeah. And we do even a lot of we do something we call it rehearsal for life. So let's say an inmate is going out like in four months, right? He's going back to society. We would rehearse potential uh, scenes from the future right so for example if he's if he was a drug addict i mean he abused drugs a whole life you know and he's so scared to meet again friends who are also drug abusers yeah we do a scene where someone would play the role of his friends in the future walking in the streets telling him hey you why don't you come yeah let's take you know just come on just a bit man what yeah and so he would feel what he should do or how he should react to protect himself from such a future scene that might come up, you know? Right, right, right. And that role, I mean, that role playing is a huge aspect of therapy itself. Just rehearsing yeah. what you're going to say is, is a wonderful way of actually preparing yourself to, to deal with that. 
Yeah. Drama therapy, for example, also with who do I use it mainly also with corporate settings, you know, we would this rehearsal for life. So you'd have the employees and a whole, uh, you know, whole organization, let's say they are uh, applying to new jobs or, you yeah. know, getting uh, 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 from junior becoming senior, you know, they would come to us at the center and say, can we rehearse tomorrow's interview? I need wow. to rehearse with yeah. someone, you know? So it's also a role play. And they put themselves in the shoes of the interviewer and they put themselves in the shoes of the CEO. What do you think he wants now? And where should you target? Which point? Well, you know, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, what, corporations, I mean, and even in prisons and within the community, what, what, what are the current projects that you're working on right now? Could you tell us a bit more about, about that? So uh, we've been in prison since 14 years now, but yeah. unfortunately with the COVID, uh, no yeah. NGOs are allowed to enter prisons, you know, for protection things and not to have contagious things. So we haven't been inside prison since March 2019. Wow. But we are over the phone with every single inmate, you know, giving the support from afar. Unfortunately, they don't have internet, so we could do Zoom and things. We're yeah. not there yet with our government. Yeah. Um, we do the whole bridge between the connection between them and their kids. Uh, do they need a lawyer right now? Uh, does he need to know something from the tribunal? So we call the tribunal, we get them their paper, you know, we do all yeah. the logistics connection things and some support over the phone, but that's all we can do. This is concerning the, the, the prison. Mm -hmm. And other than that, you know that Lebanon has been in a in massive collective mm -hmm. trauma since a year mm -hmm. and a half now, whether it's the Beirut blast in yeah. August, yeah. whether it's the COVID, whether it's the economy. So the clinic now, because we are in total lockdown, became on Zoom. So our yeah. clients do call us over Zoom. We get every week, you know, the sessions done. And, you know, people need to express and need to find ways because it's really, really hard. We are passing through very hard times in Lebanon right now, especially the Beirut blast. People yes. have been traumatized, especially the people living in Beirut. Um, many suffer from PTSD, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. They need to find ways how to get through what they are uh, dealing with. Yeah. So this is what we're offering in the current moment. Right, right. And have you seen um, other drama therapists or have have you seen the evolution of drama therapy evolve more in Lebanon since you opened catharsis yes for sure so what what catharsis offers also is training of trainers and okay. we do offer the program of alternative training and drama therapy it's accredited by the North American Drama Therapy Association okay so we have students who would train with us they need to finish their core courses of drama therapy with us, have mm -hmm. an MA in clinical psychology or other, you know, um, any theater, public health, things related to this. And they would submit to the states, to the, to, you know, to NADTA. Yeah. And so they can become registered drama therapists there, which is beautiful. So this program is ongoing since 10 years. And since we launched it, yes, we have more drama therapists now in Lebanon. Right. And it wasn't just an inspiration for here. We got students from Kuwait. We got students from Morocco, wow. from Egypt. From, so it was, you know, an eye opener to the whole region, which is amazing. Incredible. Um, 
And Zaina, the last thing we want to hear about from you is how this experience has changed you. What have you learned about your mental health and, and what would be your tips for self-care? I would say that, you know, taking care of our mental health should be a priority. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a life, uh, it's a life uh, task. It's not something you do. Okay. I do some at, you know, maybe when I feel bad, no, no, no. It's beautiful when you go and you explore yourself and you explore yeah. the potential you have as a human being to always become a better and a better person, whether it's in your communication skills, whether it's within your family, within your, you know, work environment, friend right. environment, health environment. So it's something, I mean, people can select whatever they want, whether it's drama therapy, talkative therapy, any kind of therapy is yeah. good because it helps you discover a better potential. You yeah. Have. That's yeah. really, this is uh, and it shouldn't be any taboo for anyone. We all live in 2021. Yeah. It's a hard year, I think, worldwide <laughs> yeah. for everyone. Exactly. And getting some support, you know, uh, would always help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do. I could not agree more with uh, this. Thank you so much for sharing more about your background, more about your work. Where can our listeners find a keep up with the work that you do? So they can follow our YouTube channel. This is one thing. It's Catharsis Lebanese Center for Drama Therapy, Catharsis LCDT, where they would find all the trailers of our films, a lot of talks, TED Talks about drama therapy, about what we do. Um, This is one thing. They can follow us on Facebook, Catharsis Lebanese Center for Drama Therapy too. And I mean, my name is linked to this NGO, however you turn it. So I'm Zaina Dakash. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. And you'd see also a lot of workshops that we are preparing for. Everything is posted everywhere. So each time we have, let's say, um, a workshop for a whole week and and now it's becoming on Zoom, people can subscribe and really benefit from certain themes. At times we give, let's say, a theme uh, for a whole weekend called Owning the Shadow, which means we own the shadows, we, we just project on the others. So instead of projecting them and saying, ah, this person is so lazy, I hate her, or oh yeah. my God, she's so arrogant. No, we start owning these shadows yeah. in order you know, to stop projecting and making just enemies around us because it's not about them, it's about how we perceive them. And yeah. that's the difference, you know? This is, for example, an upcoming workshop. It will be posted very soon, so if people are interested. Wow, I would, I would actually be interested in hearing more about that. I yeah, can't wait yeah. to stay connected. <laughs> Thank you, Raisa. And another thing, so now what we're doing, the last, last project we've done inside prison was about mentally ill offenders living inside prisons. Right. And this is one of the trailers I've sent you called The yeah. Blue Inmate. So this is the last project I saw that. before I the watched cover. that, yeah. Yeah, and this really was related to pure mental illness, you yeah. know, because there are a lot of mentally ill offenders living inside these prisons and the penal code does not protect them. They are, they yeah. just live there, you know, until they die. They just they get imprisoned without any medication, without any management until for cured, their illness. I, until cured, yes. Yeah. So finally, this project ended. We presented a draft law to the Lebanese parliament, definitely awaiting for it. And it's going to take time because the whole country is upside down. Yeah. Inshallah, inshallah, the draft law will be passed. Yeah. Until then, the film is out, The Blue Inmates. It's 
going to start now touring film festivals worldwide. And wow. yeah, let's hope that this message also gets everywhere because I think we're not the only country that just doesn't, we always forget these people. No. Mentally ill, uh-huh. mentally ill already are forgotten. So how about if they are offenders? An know? added layer of complexity, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to see the response, the response, and what what comes ahead moving forward. I'm so sure that your work, I mean, has already changed lives, and it's it's gonna keep going. And I can't wait to to see it. Inshallah, Yaraisa. Inshallah. Inshallah. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Tales Collective. If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at Mindtales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.